What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. Happy Black History Month. <laughs> it's the mm. first of February. I'm Justin. Or the second. With, or the second. Yeah, well, for, for Patreon, it's the first. But that's why I tell people to get a Patreon. You get it early. You can listen to it on your commute Wednesday, Tuesday. What's going on, Mills? Um, we are here. We are counting down the days. We haven't set a it's a tentative date, but there is a date um for our one chip challenge type of thing because we want to thank, first of all, I have to do this out the gate, off the yeah. rip. Thank yes. everybody for becoming a patron because the idea when we first started this, I was like, oh, we might get like 39, 41, maybe. Um but the fact we actually reached 100 blew my fucking mind. Like, I'm like, bro, we are in there like swimwear. So thank you guys for signing up to become patrons. Um, and, yeah, we're going to thank you a lot this month because we got a lot of content coming down this month, coming down the pipeline, to be honest with you. I'm starting the XA Diaries. We got Legendary Run um, featuring Batista. We got... Yes. um. We got spot callers, of course, which is a Patreon exclusive. I'm gonna we gotta warm back up the the the, the A list type thing as well, so we can start getting that out to to the people as well. Um, I want to solidify that top fifty because there's some people that need to move in, and there's some people that need. And, to move and we out. and we have new members on the Patreon now, so that makes the argument even crazier now. You know what I'm saying? Yo, so we should shout out these people. <laughs> we should yeah, definitely shout out these people. Let, yeah, let's, let's pull it up. But in the meantime, yeah. So thank you guys for um for all signing up. And yeah, man, it's Black History Month. I'm very here. I feel like listen, with my first it's my first day in Black History Month. I already supported Black Business. Now Press, I don't think is a really black black business, but they're supporting black business. So I'm supporting them supporting black businesses. Yeah. Um because my homegirl Jordan is now has a collaboration with Press and they're showcasing her art and, and just kind of her brand true to us, which, you know, is a black owned um, streetwear brand. Um, and she's just an overall amazing creative and I support her in everything that she does because she does yeah. great, amazing stuff. So shout out to her. Um, and in the meantime, yeah, thank, thank you guys for supporting our black ass business. <laughs> Absolutely. Um Let's start. Let's start with these shout outs. Shout out to Terrence, uh, Rashad, Jamie, Nico. I think actually Nico's in the uh, he's in the Patreon now. Shout out to him, man. Yeah, yeah. he's in the Discord. He's in the Discord. Not, not the page on the Discord. Sorry. Uh, Paul Crenshaw, Houston's very own longtime listener of the show. He's in our Hall of Fame. Yeah. So we uh, got to set up the episode with you, my friend. Yeah. So let us know. You, you want to be on the A Show? You want to be on Spot Callers? Let us know. You want to be on the, the War Report? Yo, people love the War Report. <laughs> That's one thing I will say. People love the War Report. They they love that show. Shout out to Cyrus and Quan, uh, Donald Lambert. Uh, shout out to you. He 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 gave me the the. I believe he's the he gave me. If this is the same guy on Twitter, he gave me the name for uh, Walter. His name's Terry now. All caps. <laughs> his name is Terry. Shout out to you. That that is his. That's his creation. So shout out to him. I I told him I was going to give him some some uh, love on the on the on the podcast about that. Uh, Adam Littman. Uh, Brandon Abdon, all new members of the Patreon. Uh, thank you guys. Like again, like Mill said, just the outpouring of love and support. You know, and some people and and, people, and, and, and masochism that you just kind of really want us to see this fucking yeah. us die eating this chip. But you know what? It's fair. It is what it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's, so I mean, we got a lot of stuff coming out. 
Yeah. Also, um, another another set of shout outs as well. Got to do this quick shout out as well. So last week, Royal Rumble pool. Plenty to pool about for the Royal Rumble. There are two separate pools. We have four separate winners. Um, Want to give a shout out to first. First of all, I got to go through our damn thing because we've been tweeting like crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Want to give a shout out to the Patreon winners first. At Notorious Big Tim and Rappers Are Actors. For both wow. of you guys being the Patreon winners, you both have won $150. It has already been signed, sealed, and delivered. I would recommend flipping that into about $300 and doing a lot of Foxy Brown affirmative action math to get yourself to $1,000. Um, listen, listen, man. I never thought in my, in my day of days I'd have to get Chris Mack and Tim any damn money. <laughs> um, I got to give these two motherfuckers money. And then our pool winners for the Twitter pool and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We have, first of all, man, Brandon Duggar, Douglas Christ on Twitter. Yes, sir. Looking forward to that, my friend. Let me know when you want to be on the show. And then, we, of course, we have Asia Petty Tree Trees Thinking, who is very excited to be on the show in the future. She has already set up a date. She knows when she wants to do this. She knows when she wants to come on. We are preparing for that. We are absolutely preparing for that. Man. I don't think the A show is ready. <laughs> I don't well, think that I don't think we're ready, but guess what? The world, you're gonna have to prepare yourselves because when she comes on, I'm I'm ready to hear everything that she's got to say. Because yeah, yeah like there's a there's a lot going on. But shout out to you guys. Um, of course, we we're gonna talk about the Royal Rumble later in the show. Um, but we did talk about it in our spaces last Saturday. Sorry, sorry if we're doing like a lot of like house cleaning and this shit isn't like a fun banter. Uh, it was a big weekend. It was a it, big weekend last weekend. Yeah. Um, but we did do a full Twitter spaces recapping the rumble. So shout out to everyone who was there. Shout out to Jeff, shout out to Cal, shout out to Cornell, shout out to, um, Sid, Sid always come and drop and takes, which I'm very, very happy for. Shout out to Dion, of course, our social media manager on the A show running things. And if you're staying tuned to our A show, (laughs) wow, we got so much stuff to talk about. Um, A show Twitter, we have our A show black history month. We're going back. We're doing a similar, how we did last year recapping a lot of moments and these are i would say this year is a lot of like it's a lot of recent stuff but then it's also a lot of like deep cuts that i feel like we as a culture we as people we as wrestling fans will appreciate the man posted about the debut of booker t and tna and i hadn't that memory has been recessed in my mind forever but re-watching it today was incredible and then also watching the street profits win the tag team championships on raw which i feel like was the last big moment before every the world went to shit before <laughs> the pandemic started these niggas jumped in the crowd and i forgot about that i was like oh yeah they did do that and he he grabbed the baby and it's in the the baby thing is actually in the here now forever or whatever then now forever <laughs> shit and it's like wait y'all want to show that <laughs> it's the yeah, baby. Rona, listen it was out there i'm almost sure it was yeah i don't know if corona was out there moving like that already actually it probably was to be honest with you but yeah, it was definitely moving out there <laughs> and <laughs> we had no point. idea but nonetheless yeah. um yes continue to support us listen black business black podcast out Shit. You know what? I'm gonna do a lot more. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do some more stuff. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna do some more stuff. I wanna okay. also give a shout out. Um, of course, to Black Wrestling, five years doing that. Y'all doing the damn thing, Black Wrestling and everybody that you got going on over there. I wanna give a shout out to Stack Guy Greg also on Cheap Heat with Peter Rosenberg. He interviewed the Miz last week. You guys need to check that out. Miz was very hot. Apparently, 
Greg says it wasn't his fault. It didn't sound like his fault. Um, and then also want to give a shout out to Tiger Driver, Chris, for having me on last week for the segment. Um, it was, oh gosh, why am I forgetting the name of the show? This is so embarrassing. But he had me on to talk about The Miz for about 30 minutes. So I would definitely check that out. Um, it's a cool interview. So shout out to Chris for hitting me up and thinking about me. Um, he does a majority of this himself. So, uh, yeah, it's just crazy. So shout out to him. Oh, yes. Meals breaks down why uh, The Miz is awesome on why they rule. It only has 140 views right now because I some people hate the Miz, but I love the Miz. So, wow. <laughs> hey, that's all I need to hear. <laughs> Fuck you, man. You know what? We we bumping this up. You make sure you watch why I love the Miz. How about that? We running it back today. It. Listen, listen. I watched it. I watched it. Okay. I shared it too. Okay. okay. So you can't say I didn't show love. I shared it and I watched okay. it. Okay. And I showed love. I'm just saying. Not everyone has the same propensity for Ms. Love as you do. I'm just, it's 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 out there. Y'all feel me? Y'all feel me, right? You know what I'm saying? All right, let's move on. Uh, me and you were talking about Pokemon Arceus before we got on. It's actually yeah. called. It's actually pronounced Arceus. Which Arceus. Is, which I say is, it, I say it both ways. No, nah, the black way is Arceus. <laughs> no, black black way is Arceus. <laughs> Uh, but yes, let's talk about this game that dropped last Friday. So you know me, I'm very, I'm not, I won't say hard, but I, I, I you I expect, expect a more. <laughs> yes, I expect a lot from my games. I expect a lot from Nintendo. Whereas I and, don't expect shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, and that's the problem. That's the problem. You don't expect anything, no. and so. I've known about this game for a while. I think I've always said that I would I would cop this, but I wouldn't cop Diamond and Pearl. So I did live up to my word. I did say what I was gonna do. I was gonna I said I was gonna cop it. Wait for some reviews, of course, as I surmised the reviews were mostly probably gonna be capped, and they are. I do think giving this game an, I I really do think giving this game a nine is is like wild, yeah. Like I off, think so off, as well. Off off rip like they gave it like straight up nine i thought i was wild but you know it is what it is so and just full this you know i i got it i'm enjoying it it's a good pokemon game because it's different but it has the same pokemon rot in terms of just the dialogue just like weird stuff like in order to go back to the village you have to check in with the professor before you do yeah. it yeah yeah i don't like that, that. is so weird why do you have to do that? <laughs> yeah, I'm so that's kind of like it makes me not want to go back to the village, but then I'm also like, but I gotta check in. How am I supposed you to can't trade? Cars? Yeah, you can't trade unless you unless you do that. So yeah. the, there's there's just a lot of I, I love the range of motion for your trainer. I love the options you have on foot. I love the way the battles are done. I love how streamlined the game isn't stopping you to say, hey, this Pokemon learned a new move. Is saying, hey, they learn a new move. Maybe check it out when you want to. If mm. not, that's cool too. I like that. I like that. I like it. I like that I'm able to switch out like what they know with like, okay, I don't want to use quick attack right now. Maybe I'll come back to it later. Um, mm-hmm. Let me switch this out for flamethrower. And then I can switch them back if I ever wanted to. It's a I I absolutely 100 percent agree with you because the dialogue, as for most Pokemon games, is kind of mind-numbing. And it's to the point where I don't even pay attention to what they're saying anymore. 
because I know by the time they finish what they're saying, I'm just going to go to the thing, see the little pop up and said, oh, you got to go see this guy <laughs> to talk about this. I almost want to make an argument that these games should have no story. No, I need story. I need story. I need it. Do you care? But do you care? Like, you don't care about this story, do you? I don't you, care about they, the they, dialogue, but oh, well, this story? No. But like. It's all, po- all potato mochi all the time. That's yeah. all these things. <laughs> this story is like very. I was going to say this on, on, on Mount Silver whenever we reviewed it, but it's very like. It seems like in a, a version of reality that South Park made. And that everyone is talking with like a voice of like, and dost thou hit thine, you know, pokeball with them strapping potato skins and, <laughs> and just like moving around and you're in this reality. It was like, is everyone, you feel like you're kind of walking around in like a historical reenactment <laughs> for, <laughs> for like forever. And I think that's still like the basis of the game. Because the game is, I also was going to use this, uh, listen to my civil podcast, subscribe to the lookout. But I was also going to say, like, this is the same plot as, like, Black Knight with Martin Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> this thing that goes back. It's clear. It's clear. Well, I'm black in the game. <laughs> so, that's also, so here's my problem. Here's my also problem with, that Pokemon hasn't fixed. Yo, black people don't look like this. You change. You just change the skin of someone. And I kind of get what they want to do. But, like, Maybe they don't want to be like, oh, we got to change every feature. Like, you don't want to have big lips and wide noses and all this other stuff like that. But, like, because they're the most, like, asexual-ass man and or woman. But Mm -hmm. we need better features. I can't have the same. I don't like having the same face as everybody else. I really don't. And just darker skin. They do need a more robust... character creation system I, I i will agree with you on that they it needs to be a lot more robust um it needs to be a lot more like streamlined like i i, I do agree with you on that like i'm black so when it was like why are you dressed like that and i was like oh no what what, what am i doing <laughs> not again um but yeah i feel like going back to my old clothes to be honest with you because the drip of, i feel like i haven't gotten to the point where there's like great clothes yet maybe but Nigga, I'm not trying to dress up like Ryu. Like, come on, man. Like, I, I'll be fair. Before I got the special, uh, the special mystery gift clothing that I put the, the Growlithe fit is fire. But like, before I even got to that, like, I was dressed as Ryu. I was the first. Nigga thing I was dressed like Ken fucking Masters going through the game. <laughs> All right, so you know what? I'm out. You know, I enjoy the game. If you like the game, uh, hit me up for a friend code. Let's trade. Let Let's Let's. I mean, you can't really do much with other people. People no, not really. It is not. This is not a game for other people to enjoy. This is not a game for if you're in thing of battling. This is not a big, very big battle game. You hit one or two moves, three moves, and then it's over with. Um, I will say you haven't gotten to the cleaver shit yet. Prepare to run for your life. You'll figure out how to beat it because you played a lot more video games than I have, and there's a very easy way to beat it. Um, yeah. But prepare to run for your life. I was frightened the first time I fought this thing. Listen, I ain't running from shit. You bet you got this, this, this is a this is a this is this is this isn't even worth my time to run from him. He's a punk. <laughs> no, nah, you probably do. He's, he's a monkey. But okay. that's racial. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh let's get the page on, shall we? Yes. All right, no holds barred. 
We talked about the AEW mixtape on um on Patreon today. Check that out. We're doing a really cool activity because <laughs> we do activities for Patreon. Absolutely. Um, next piece of AEW news I have. We got some big interview news. So I want to get this out of the way. Christian Cage celebrated his anniversary at AEW uh, this week, saying that you know they they he he had such a crazy year last year. Uh, wrestled in, in you know some of the biggest shows for both companies, and he said, you know what? I'm going to retire in AEW. This is where he's going to lay his hat for the rest of his career. I fucking... I lost it when I saw this shit. Uh, <laughs> is he already in the hall? He's already in the hall, right? In the WWE Hall of Fame? Yeah. No, he is not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is he in the, I don't even think he's in the Impact Hall of Fame yet. Like, listen, man, this this ain't gonna get you to the main event slot. Listen, I I understand. If you see what Edge is doing now, he knows that there is no chance. For no chance he's being used better. Yeah, no chance. Now I feel like, don't get me wrong. Christian is a great hand, and I feel like if he was still in WWE, they would have found a way to incorporate him, and then eventually they'd have been like, actually, maybe you're too old, like, let's not do this. Um, So this is probably the best spot for him. However, I mean, it is what it is at this point. If he wants to retire in AEW, it is what it is. I like Christian as an in-ring competitor. Um, I haven't really liked him as a character since he's come to AEW, and I know he has character within him. Other than I, he's gritty. a smart guy. Yeah, he's a smart he's guy. A, he's a smart guy. He has to know that he, unless he's helping people, which like we found out like last week, like Daniel Bryan's helping Jay, which is a great idea, fantastic idea. He knows what to do. I feel like those niggas don't know what to do with her over there. He would know, but it it risks the question of, you know. Are you signing these people to be be coaches and stars, or you, what's the purpose of them being there? You know, other than you know, you shit on the PC, but then you're basically like creating a PC with all of the million dollar guys you signed. You think right. Punk's teaching anybody anything? Um, I think he's good to go for advice. I don't know if he's actually putting his hat down and getting in the ring with all these people, but I think he's definitely giving people advice in terms of things to do. But you know. I mean, the roster needs it, to be honest. With you. <laughs> yeah. It's not, the roster needs it. I think, especially as a young roster like that, and a lot of them haven't gone to WWE with the performance center. I'm not saying WWE is the only place you're going to learn how to wrestle well, but they truly refine the things by doing it over and over and over and over again. But I do mm-hmm. think that they need a different perspective other than the indie perspective of like, let's flip and do a million things to make this crowd hot and begin to like slow it down. So that's where I see Christian could come in and definitely teach these people. And he is a smart guy, but there's got to be, I feel like there's more to his character than gritty guy who is chummy with Jungle Boy and um, Luchasaurus. There's got to be just having, Edge is having a blast. All right, he's I'm, having a listen, man. He is he's having a fun time. You saw how happy he was on Saturday. I'm sure he wishes, bro. I'm sure he wish you know. I'm sure he wish Christian was there, but you know they're just gonna run both companies. And to be honest with you, I know Edge. If he was not cleared to come back to. Um, WWE that he would have went to AEW and I think that was a lot a lot of part of the leverage as to why he's returned 
But I think overall, he's very much so glad that he's back in WWE because, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't know what an edge in AEW. See, even during the comments about Christian, we talking about edge. Um, <laughs> even if it's the, edge, Matt Jeff Hardy thing. it's the Matt and Jeff Hardy thing all over again. Yeah. Even well, so Matt Hardy said the same thing on an interview, too. He was like, yo, that's why he's in. He says WWE always appreciated Jeff and Edge way more than Christian and Matt. And I'm like, duh. Like, yeah. 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 Nigga. <laughs> have you seen did christian jump off the ladder and spear jeff hardy at wrestlemania 17 or did edge and edge did let's be clear if either the if either of these two niggas was still in still in the company they'd be almost fodder like almost would be beating them both at the same time probably mm-hmm. like that that's literally what they'd be used for you use you used to get other people over you know what i mean like it, it just is what it is man i wouldn't expect anything less i wouldn't be like oh poor christian no I could see Christian, Christian in a better spot than Matt Hardy, though. Matt Hardy, like, legitimately is, walks like ass, so. He cannot move, no. Uh, Next piece of news. This was, this is kind of, this one's a lot. You ready? There's a lot, yeah. a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, So, Nia Jax was on uh, oral session. I, I hate, listen, man. Don't. That's it. I don't, I don't even want to say it. It's a weird name. <laughs> oral sessions. She she was on oral sessions, and mm. uh, she talked about a lot of things, including. Uh, I mean, where do you where do you want to start? She, you know, she says her final year in the company. She felt like something was off. Well, uh, she basically. Oh, go ahead. No, nah, let's start. Let's start there. Let's start there with her release, and then we can talk about the reason for her release. But yeah, let's talk about that in terms of how she at least got her release. So she says, um, you know, that she, well, she opened by saying it's like Stockholm syndrome. I said, oh boy. Uh, she said she was in this crazy abusive relationship with a company. There were good parts and now it's done and I get to be myself again. Uh, she says, you know, when discussing her return, that she had surgery, she had double ACL surgery, which I mean, explains a lot about how, why she, how she was moving and why she wouldn't really bump a lot when she came back. But um, they basically said that they weren't going to use you and COVID hit and it set the tone for the whole year. I was laying in bed and I got a call from Talent Relations. And this is when we were filming at the Performance Center. You're needed. We're filming your return in two hours. She said, wait, what? I was texting Heyman because he was running raw. What is going on? I came back. The energy was different. Obviously, they're trying to work through a pandemic and everyone's scared. Nobody seemed happy. It was a weird, intense filming. We were at the PC trying to make the best of it. Something in the air didn't feel the same. There was a change in guard on the corporate side. I'm going to keep it a buck. Most things during the pandemic don't feel the same. (laughs) it's not the same as what it once was and we're getting closer back to that now and i think there's some sort of semblance but it's still not even the same as it was prior to the pandemic um now i can relate with her on her reasons of why she felt like it i mean it's not like it was a voluntary reason that she chose the time to go but essentially like things felt different it didn't feel the same i it was something kind of off and i think wwe is a major commitment We've known people that worked in the WWE. Um, mm-hmm. We've seen many superstars have gone. There's a major commitment that comes with it that sort of encapsulate a lot with your life. You're constantly on the go. It's like being on call for something constantly. And you're constantly on the go. You don't really have time to breathe. You don't really have time to kind of process a lot of different things. So it can seem like a lot so much it encompasses your actual life. So I completely understand that. Um, and I support the thing they're like okay i want to take a step back from everything um yeah. <clears throat> i i completely so, go ahead go ahead 
So continuing on, um, just after a crazy couple weeks in wrestling, I was like, I need a break. Something's off. I don't feel right. I need a break. And John Laurinaitis gave it to her. Uh, when she was on the break, she said, I, I hit up, you know, I, I didn't miss it. You know, I felt fine. And John, I hit up John and she said, you know, I was, you know, my break's coming up, but I don't feel right right now. Can we extend it to Rumble? And that was on a Wednesday. Then on Thursday, she called her back and, he, you know, basically let her go. He said, you know, um, she was like, hey, kid, I hate to do this. And she was like, am I being released? And he said, yeah, I'm so sorry due to budget cuts, the whole spiel. OK, I'll take a pay cut if that's what's needed. Just because I knew it was a whole script. He said, oh, that's not it. So you just want a total different change? And he said, yeah, we're going to put you on your 90 days. I hung up the phone and I was released. So the it, this leads more credence to the, this not being, it's, it's not a budget cut thing, but really a different direction thing from what it's seeming like to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think it's a mixture of both, to be honest with you. I think yeah. one ends up working because of the other. But yeah. um. I mean, we're going to get into the whole vaccine thing eventually, but I do think that's a major part of why they ended up releasing her. Because Yeah, well, she, well let's let's get right to the vaccine thing. That's the next quote here. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said she stood her ground on things that she that she knew she was not that she's she stood her ground on things that that she knew they weren't happy about. I chose not to get the vaccine. It was a personal choice. And I remember sitting down with Vince because the entire two years I was there, we were tested every day and never popped positive or had COVID. He said, well, kid, you're not going to be able to fill some of your contractual duties. So side note here, that would mean at the time there was the Biden mandate that you had to like in New York, L.A., several other cities, you had to be vaccinated to actually work. So that's what Vince is talking about here. Um, And she said, well, if that's the case, that's the case. It's a business. I understand you have to run your business. I feel relieved because I made the decision for myself and I stood my ground. I stood by how I felt and my gut feeling. If it doesn't sit right in my stomach, I can't force myself to do something I feel good with. Now, be clear here. Over 10, 20 million people have got the vaccine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nothing proven. And I'm not arguing with anybody about this. I know we're on the free tier. I'm not arguing with a single fucking soul about this. Not proven that this has killed it's too, anybody. Yeah, it's 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 too we're far we're far too deep in the weeds to be arguing with people about this. I, shit I live in I live in Los Angeles, eighty percent vaccination rate. I believe we're to a point where it's like there's not many people left that could get it, and no one's dead. But you know what people are dying from? COVID nineteen. So there was a report that came out mm-hmm. in the New York Post sometime after she was released. And it was just so weird that all the wrestling journalists didn't seem to have a clue or an idea of where this came from. But the New York Post seemed to know that there were several people that were in Nia's class of people who got released that wouldn't take the vaccine. And I remember on our episode, uh, Mills, we kind of whittled down the numbers of who we already knew were anti-vaxxers and who we and, who, and there were maybe two or three people that we were unsure about, but they said more than half of the people that got released was because of this. Right. Based on very obvious social media activity. Yes. Nia Jax comes out and says, I don't remember anything like this. I didn't, I didn't hear of this. But then turns around now and says, yes, it was, it was vaccine. What, there, I, I, I think she's trying to connect the, the, the vaccine thing to that. But it's like... uh. And she, and she kind of corroborates it with this next quote where she says, you know, when she asked, when she was asked if she would change anything, she said, no, 
I was asked to be a locker room leader. You have to set an example. I'm not a stooge. I'm not going to go stooge anybody out. You want to know somebody's personal business? Go ask them. I don't play by the thing. People are going to listen to you and follow suit. If they do, that's on them. I sit back and think. I got caught up in the blurred lines of Nia Jax. It's Nia Jax 24-7 and shit gets blurred. I can't sit here and be something they want me to be to appease them. I think... Hmm. All right, so I have... I've multiple thoughts regarding the vaccine thing it's just not gonna work out like if you can't make certain dates you can't perform on shows but they're gonna still continue to pay you and then you have various other people within the company like you have the top stars roman reigns and everybody else who they essentially feel like there's worth keeping who have the vaccine who can compete on a weekly basis your argument is just gonna end up falling eventually to the side especially considering they have a million other superstars ready in the performance center who can come out and you know kind of do the same thing um so i say that for her the second thing is uh you know what i'll 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 save my second thing towards the end did you have anything you wanted to add to this yeah i i I think it's just ridiculous I i can remember a lot of people being like uh being like Oh man, they they let her go during a mental health break because she said so, and I'm and I remember thinking like, well, I think if it was the vaccine thing, as the New York Post had had said, then that's probably something that had to do with it too. So she basically comes out here, and I feel like there's a lot of statements that are like back and forth, right? You almost kind of get whiplash from it, where it's like, Lauren Knight has said that it wasn't because of the budget cuts; they want to go a different direction. She, then she talks about Vince saying that you know you're not gonna be able to make your dates. We know that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. We know how featured she was at the time he really liked her and she says it like Vince really liked her and then she said she didn't want to be a locker room leader it seemed like it was like a a cultural thing <laughs> that was that was going on there I think she I mean I think Nia Jax essentially I've always got the idea that she kind of not necessarily in a like a defiant thing but she kind of does what she wants to do um she kind of performs how she wants to perform. She like how she wants to act. She's giving what she kind of gives, and that's kind of all that she can give. Um, so none of this necessarily surprises me. Um, she said, no, I'm not going to get it. They wanted her to get it. She said, oh, but you're going to need to do this for several days. She's like, all right, never mind. This is completely, I completely understand. Like, this completely lines up for me because of I, her always general attitude towards everything, in my opinion. Um, she seems like <laughs> she seems like a I mean, you know, I would rather hang with her if she's vaccinated, but she seems like a fun hang. But um overall, I think, you know, it just didn't to be honest, she, the release is like it's just not working out. Yeah, like, I don't think it, it was working out for them. Too many different things, but what I would suggest is um and this is my second thing. I don't know if WWE's incorporated it as of yet, but I do think that they need some sort of in-house therapist with um mm-hmm. with things that they do because I always recognize that WWE superstars, especially even before, I I I'm talking about even back to Ric Flair thinking he's Ric Flair instead of Richard Flair or Fleer or whatever his name is. And 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 Charlotte and Sasha Banks and Nia Jax and pretty much everyone with the kind of persona that they live by. I think it's very hard after a while, considering how hard they run, for them to distinguish themselves 
and their mm-hmm. characters. And I think it's easier for people who are l- lower on the card because they aren't held to such a commitment to be able to be in character. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like there's a definitely some sort of, I feel like there's definitely some sort of like meant it's, I wouldn't say trauma, but there's some sort of thing where it's like, they can't, they're trapped into two one and they kind of have to figure out how to be a normal person again, or be able to vent about their problems, be able to vent about their problems and what are constructive ways to go about it. Um, because I feel like going home and definitely taking time off, I 100% support it. But at the, at the end of the day, you're going to come back to the same business that hasn't really changed. And I feel like we need to figure out now the best way to kind of deal with these things, with these superstars and these wrestlers and stuff like that, who are having kind of, um, I guess, what can I call this? Um, I guess sort of issues between distinguishing themselves, the character, and distinguishing themselves as a person. Yeah, it's, it's like a disassociative type thing. Like yeah. With their characters. Yeah, it, it is tough, but... I'm be real. I think Nia is really like, like, just didn't like where she was. <laughs> like, nah, I, I, I can see that. I mean, t- to be honest with you, I can feel that as well. But yeah, I could see in the way that she did promos, the effort that she gave. I felt like she gave the very little minimal effort, especially during that PC era. Um. And it showed. Yeah, you you couldn't tell it on anyone else that they were stressed, but her. So it was definitely like, yeah, I don't know, but I I definitely feel nothing for that vaccine stuff. Like I like, if that's really a reason or a part of the reason, I get it. As a company at that time, maybe not so much now with everything going back to. I mean, things are starting to open up again. You know what I'm saying? Like like the virus is still dangerous but to a lot of people it's peaked in and they're like okay we're, we're, we might we we we're sort of seeing kind of like a light a small light mm-hmm. but not but it's it's like yo people are getting vaccinated you know what i'm saying so it's like there's no there's no argument to be had with her here people are doing what they got to do people don't want to be in this shit forever you know what i mean mm-hmm. so okay uh she also said that she turned down the they offered her to be in the royal rumble yeah I would, no. to be honest i would have turned it down too <laughs> Like yeah, it's too early. I would have been like, really? "Yo, what the fuck are you guys thinking?" She said that it was to it was she was gonna agree to be on a list, and then Vince would say yes or no to being on that list, which is kind of weird. No, nah, to be honest, that didn't make any sense. So you don't want her there because she's not vaccinated, but you would rather her show up to the Rumble that one time. To me, that just that doesn't make sense from a WWE standpoint. You let her go for a reason, but then you want to bring her back for one night to celebrate her. Knowing that you know, well, at least if she, at least if she, uh, at least if she, uh, tested positive, she couldn't go anyway. <laughs> Lord knows what she does, right? Who knows what she does? All right, one more interview here. Velveteen Dream, haven't heard that name in a while on the show. All right, let's get to the tough part. <laughs> yeah, um, he was on a podcast called Dishing Drama with Dana Wilkie, never heard of this before. Uh, but they they he comments on on the allegations and uh he he said about the allegations he says they were bullshit hundred percent bullshit he said I'd like to throw this in there as well the victim was one that when he decided to show up on social media with his bullshit allegations he started the hashtag fire velveteen dreams 
That's what it cost me. An, investig- an investigation was done by WWE. Our COO, Paul Levesque, better known as Triple H, went on record and said there was nothing WWE found that would incriminate me or cause any concern for the company, a company who sells to children, and I'm being accused of soliciting sex for minors. Come on. WWE found nothing. They even tried to put me back in a program with one of their top stars. And then after the Fire Velveteen Dream hashtag blew up, they were doing the digital audience and someone showed up in their place instead of, it, uh, of a person. It was the hashtag Fire Velveteen Dream. We remember that. I remember oh, yeah. that. That was that was crazy. And the guy got kicked out and he was like bragging about it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> that was like weird. Um, so we remember those times. It was a really weird, contemptuous time. This was, I believe he was talking about Adam Cole. Um, that, mm-hmm. that was the program he was in at that time. I, I honestly had thought that had any of that stuff not happened, I thought that that might have been the time that they probably would have put the belt on him, to be honest with you. Like he was, I felt like they would, that, that's what it was trending to, mm-hmm. is that they were going to put the belt on him. But, um, I mean, what's your temperature on this? I know he's, he's, he's going to, you want me to say the rest of it before we kind of, uh, yeah, keep going. Because this is this is information that we knew. We knew WWE did an investigation. We knew Triple H talked about it several times. I even talked about it on the show saying, you know, if they found something, he'd be gone. Because they can't play with shit like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they can't play around with shit like that. Yeah, they've they've uh, done they've done more for less. They fired they said Greg Hamilton, get off Instagram now. <laughs> yeah. Like especially with what the way the company was changing at the time, they can't fuck around with that. Especially if they found out now. Yeah. They're not fucking around with some shit like that. So Dream continued by saying WWE gave me time trying to distance me from the travesty of it all and then brought me back on a smaller scale to work with one of their mid-card guys. Remember that? That was Kushida. Uh, then he went on to the Champa feud. Um, I got a couple of months out of that, but Fire Velveteen Dream was still trending. Every time I went on TV, it would be- begin to trend. WWE in the middle of cancel culture. <laughs> tug, tug in my collar, that one. Uh, found itself at a loss. Money talks and they have shareholders. Even if they found me to be innocent, now I'm affecting the bottom line. At the at least the bottom line they have with me, the money they can make me, the way they can utilize me on TV. That's what it cost me. It cost me my career. It cost me a chance to not only continue a dream, but almost have guaranteed support from my family. It was horrible. As soon as I got fired, the air cleared. Everyone deleted, deleted their messages. Everyone deleted their vlogs. Uh, no one had nasty, rude, hateful messages to send. It all stopped. It was as if the job got done and now we can all live our lives except for the guy playing Velveteen Dream, me. Hmm. Okay. So several thoughts about this. Um mm-hmm. one, I kind of understand his plight. Um from the standpoint of they didn't find anything and now my career is essentially I'm essentially blacklisted and and, and I have this, you know, the scarlet letter pretty much for the rest of my career um for something that was never proven that I actually did. Mm-hmm. However, I think we talked about this when it all kind of went down, but you got to say something, bro. You got to, you can't let like, or actually, if this isn't true, I would definitely, and you have nothing to hide and you're sure they found nothing and all this other stuff like that. You need to sue whoever started this for defamation of character because they've absolutely ruined ruined now will some booker hire you in the future probably but they've absolutely ruined your career mm-hmm. they've ruined your livelihood the family that you're trying to feed all this other stuff like that granted all this mental stress if that means if that means enough to you then fight for what you essentially are fighting for and what you believe in and, and fight for your innocence 
At no point during this entire time did he put up a fight for his innocence until mm-hmm. it was too late. And he cites that the reason was because he wanted to maintain kayfabe. And I'm like, first of all, kayfabe is very blurred at this point in 2020, 2021. What the fuck does that even mean? Yeah, like... it doesn't matter. Like, fucking... If Randy runs on TV in a fucking spelling bee, he doesn't give a... If someone talks shit about him, he's going to respond. Like, it doesn't... To me, it's so stupid to not... For him to not say it, said anything to yeah. protect himself. If, if, if it is as untrue as he said, he looked guilty and allowed himself to look guilty for a whole year... Whoever told him that is is dumb as hell. And they you know made and he essentially he makes the company as well because Triple H is out here on every call saying, We found nothing. Please stop asking me. <laughs> We've mm. done the investigation. They found absolutely nothing. And he's constantly having to defend himself. And now it's making the NXT brand, it's making the WWE brand for so you know, hiring him and having him hired and stuff like that. Albeit he's a very talented guy. Very talented and very young, too. So the fact that this happened this early in his career is just kind of insane because he's very, very young. But to be honest, when you when he started dying, his fucking beard blonde, I knew some shit was going on with him. You never yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, it's he's just he's a weird dude. And what he's accused of is weird. And we're never going to see him again. But at the end of the day, you're coming out still two years after everything happened. And, and it, it's, it's not enough. It's really just not enough. Like it's, it's I, a little too, little too late. Like you let the fire yeah. start and you let it burn down everything instead of saying like, "Let me get rid of this right now." And I, I mean, I feel for him from the standpoint of like, if this isn't true, your entire career is finished. And the one thing that you love, that you wanted to accomplish, indeed, all this other stuff like that, you went on tough enough to follow a dream. You end up getting hired by the WWE. You're this close to reaching any sort of modicum of heights, and this kind of comes down. But at the same time, it's like, yo, fight for yourself. If I can give him any advice that you would have, it's like fight for your innocence. If you're truly innocent, if you're, if this is truly not true, fight for it. The same mm-hmm. thing that that it, it's it's in a completely different way, but the same thing that fucking Daniel Bryan and Edge did when they were trying to fight for their career and fight for something they love. They went to every doctor. They spared no expense. They spared expense out of their own pockets to go see five, six, seven, nine doctors to say like, okay, I want to be cleared to do this. They fought for what they love. If you truly believe in this, you have to fight for that too. But if you're mm-hmm. not willing to, then we have nothing to talk about. The, the, when you were let go and all the fire velveteen dream things stop, you're out of the social consciousness. You don't even have social media. You know what I'm saying? No one's yeah. going to talk about you because of that reason. You're gone. You're done for. No one has heard from you since. The only things we've heard was the statement that he did before and this statement now. So, I mean, it fucked up, bud. yeah. It's fucked up, but you gotta you gotta take it you gotta take some shit in your own hands, bro. Like fucked up, buddy. I don't know what uh if it's not true, that's it's it's fucked up, but at the end of the day, like yo, fight for yourself. Like you really gotta go out and you really gotta like take this shit for yourself because you can't why would you stand for this? Why would you just let this thing linger? It's still lingering now. Yeah. Every time you come up, boom, right there again. You probably yeah. started the hashtag again today. It makes anything. people feel uncomfortable. Like, just mm-hmm. mentioning your... Like, even when you mentioned that we were going to bring this news up, I was uncomfortable, but, you know, 
these are the type of statements that people want to hear regarding this. Not like, I did this because I wanted to protect the Velveteen Dream character. Damn that character. The character's gone now. So now what? Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. It's <laughs> just weird. I don't even know why you did that podcast. Just get your CDL, bro. Shout out to Amber Valley. <laughs> um, all right. After the break, we're gonna we're gonna talk Roy Rumble. We're gonna talk uh, uh we're gonna talk Raw and Raw and uh Raw and Ronda. Blame you if you'd like to start with an appetizer like Charlotte Flair before going for the main meal. You know, sip down a cup of gazpacho. Or if you'd like to go straight for the meat and potatoes and choose me as your opponent, well, I'm all game. But if you could please decide soon, because the Raw Women's Division has never been hotter thanks to me, and I would like to know who I am going to beat next. So, so come on, time is money, and when you're big time, it's big money. So who's it gonna be? I, I think the people want to know who's it gonna be. That's why you came out here, isn't it? Oh no! Oh. Nice arm throw. You'll have my answer on Friday. Poor Becky, man. <laughs> Damn, she's still gave, terrible. Gave, <laughs> gave her gave her nothing <laughs> to work with. Absolutely, absolutely nothing to work with. Yo, also gazpacho, meat and potatoes. Could you sound any more Irish, Becky? Please. I know she's <laughs> good. No, here, here's my thing that, that I feel bad for. Okay, like obviously Ronda Rousey's back. That's that's a big deal. There was like, there was really nothing for the fans or the viewers to, to latch on to. It was still Becky working her hardest as she's been working her hardest for the past couple months, you know, to to a, a higher extent with Dewdrop, and, and to and to other extents trying to work with with Liv and trying to get Liv to where she needs to be. Like Becky to me looks like the most giving person in the company in terms of just how much she's willing to give for people. And it's like that segment, I was just like, okay, Rhonda, and go and go like she's like looking at her like <laughs> please go <laughs> she's a fucking cyborg man <laughs> listen cold in the ring bro one of the coldest in the, in that their ring everything else is it's just over with like i i can't i can't understand it i can't understand it <sighs> let's talk about the royal rumble yeah where this all began, where the road to WrestleMania truly began roading and truly did, began WrestleMania. How did this become the worst show they've ever done? Is my question. Huh. Okay. Yeah, me, it, it is literally, I look on Sports Illustrated uneven. I'm like, huh? I, I could only, to me, think of one really bad thing on the show. And that was the end. And it was just like, it. it but it wasn't like Fiend Seth bad. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't like the most awful main event. It clearly looked like they were rushed for time and it was confirmed that they were. But it was like it was a bunch of course correcting on the show matched with a four really good undercard matches, which I. Oh. What I'll say is. um, Regarding the 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 Russia. 
why this is regarded as one of the worst things is I think the idea that WWE pushed a button and just decided now this is what we're doing it's kind of where this all comes in they always do that <laughs> but here's the thing I, here's the thing though because like it's not that I, I don't think this is the worst I actually think this is a very good Royal Rumble um but however, I think when you talk about those exclamation points, when you look up at Ronda and Brock and stuff like that, Brock, I'm a little less thing, but I understand that still the contentious attitude towards Brock. Um, Ronda, I guess it just came out of, so you spent kind of, you spend maybe like the last, I'll say until when Becky come back, let's start with Becky came back. You spent the number of years building up a division in some sort of way, and you kind of want to, fans at least, want to kind of see it rewarded in a way, which is the Royal Rumble, which is the main event at WrestleMania. No one had any qualms about what happened last year, because it was organic and it happened the way it happened. Um, To take the entire efforts of and this is why i can only surmise that the women wrestling fans are angry because they are 100 livid at what went on um but because you spend so many months you build up all these contenders you all these other people that come in in fact and then ronda kind of just shows up at number 28 and kind of just like completely usurps the main event and you kind of got to live through essentially the year of ronda that you kind of did in 2018-2019, which was... How do they know that? How do they know that, though? No, I mean, you don't really know that, but that's how the company is going to work, right? Like, this is Ronda Rousey we're talking about. Biggest star? Biggest, biggest, biggest star? Absolutely the biggest star. But it's, it's that star that kind of... It can kind of, like, the development of actual stars itself could actually kind of, like, take a back seat. Uh... I could, I could, are, I could there, see that. There are, four or five, there are four or five people who are probably exempt from that. They probably will be fine. Uh, worst show ever, just because of that, though. Not at all. I think. I, I mean, and then then the way it ended with the the men's Royal Rumble. I think with the men's Royal Rumble, it was the most obvious result that everyone has ever seen. But it's weird, but it, but it's weird because it's like the women's Rumble was really still good. No, the, the women's ending, Rumble was fantastic. Was- I think that doesn't was really good. Change. Yeah, it doesn't change. And I think the women outdid the men this year, even with the winner. I don't care. It, it, it was what it was. We knew. Listen, y'all niggas be on the internet all day. It was tweeted to you. It was reported to you last Tuesday mm-hmm. after our show aired. It was it was told to you multiple times last week that she was coming back by people who were you don't believe in people you do believe. When it's that many people telling you it's, it's about to happen, it's it's, it's going to happen. Okay, so. Y'all knew it was happening. Y'all knew y'all knew what the deal was. Mm-hmm. And then when you got the story, it is what it is. So now you got it. It is it is what it is. You can you, you won't stop watching. I mean, That's no one will ever stop watching. No I don't one will ever stop. I don't think they, well, I mean, multiple millions of people stopped watching over the last number of 20 years, but uh, that's how TV goes. However, I do think that you know, I I can kind of see I also think that, I also think it's quote unquote not fun because someone's faves didn't win. And I oh, think yeah, that's yeah. also has to do with it. I mean, yes, it's very much so big standum. My, like, my my fave didn't. Here's my thing. My fave didn't win. The people, the person that we predicted didn't win. The person that we've been saying for months didn't win. 
And I didn't, we didn't fall out over it. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, I didn't like pass out whatever. And it wasn't because like I accept everything that they do. It's because I was like, oh, that's where they're going. Okay. I don't I understand think, like how. Because I think we see things as a company making decisions, whereas people have some other vested interest in this. We, I think personally, you and definitely me view this all as characters on the screen, whereas other people don't necessarily view that or they're much more invested in a different way. And people do that with their faves. To be honest with you, I'm invested with all the stuff that the Miz does, but I respect him more as a performer than an actual, like I'm not crying because he hasn't gotten a WWE title shot. Well, he got his first WWE title shot in like damn near a decade, like last year. Um, because I just know that this is a character. It is what it is. It is in TV. And I think most fans don't necessarily accept things like that. They have a lot more. They've in, they, they've, kind of taking a lot more narratives whether it be the bianca wwe doesn't fuck with black people type of narrative or the you know why is Liv being treated this way why is sasha banks being eliminated this early why is all this and they take all these narratives and they combine it in the and they're so invested within that um in their own characters that when something else happens that's monumental and it doesn't happen for their fave and actually their fave is actually takes them is the actually takes the hit from it similar to mm. bianca at SummerSlam, similar to you know this i guess 29 other women at fucking the royal rumble then everyone's like damn that's fucked up like you know i think it's a i think it uh is really by person by person because i think if you take a fan who is just um who has not watched wwe or who's just a casual viewer they see this shit and they're like oh ronda's cool she's one of the toughest bitches in the world of course she can knock everyone else out um yeah but i think it's that extra investment that people have which i don't blame them to because people fall in love with characters people just do well we i think we we view it as something kind of else um now i think a lot of people do something else yeah yeah like I, the, the brock people are just they're just so like it has to be this way and why didn't they do it this way it's like i, I don't know <laughs> no, the, the, the Brock thing for me, the Brock thing for me is tiring in a kind of way, um, because I think we've it's been happening for too long, and they've hit the Brock button too much. They've hit it to, in my opinion, they've hit it way too much. They hit it at day one. They hit it when he came back. They've hit it at Money in the Bank a couple years ago. They've hit it. This is what the company is going to do because Brock Lesnar is a draw, and I 100% understand that. But to me, it's happening way too... It's like watching the rematch, but me complain about Big E and Apollo facing each other every week or or Bobby Lashley beating up people every week. To me, that's where I come with my contention for why the main event happened because I'm like, yo, we dead-ass saw this before. And now, even when we go to Monday Night Raw, which we'll talk about, it's even more confusing or actually a lot more. Um, it's either more confusing or more absolutely clear on WrestleMania, if that makes sense. Don't you want it to be clear? Um, I want a story to take me out of the element of like, yo, I can predict everything that happens. Sometimes you want just that unpredictability, but you knew that Brock was going to, I felt as, as soon as it, we were texting during this and it was like, as soon as AJ got eliminated, it was like, oh, Brock must be winning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
but now it, it, yeah, what I, I was like i always say this the most predictable option they will always take it because it's it's the safest option what is, what what would have been not safe for them to do not put brock lesnar in the main event i mean he's back and it kind of feels like to me now more than ever which i thought was a complete every time everyone suggested it i thought it was a dumbass plan but it kind of feels like to me they're heading towards the thing of Brock Lesnar is going to be Universal Champion going into WrestleMania, and Roman Reigns is going to sorry, Brock Lesnar is going to be WWE Champion, and Roman Reigns is going to be Universal Champion. That's how it feels to me. Biggest, most, biggest, most, uh, stupendous, most fucking stupendous main event ever. Mm-hmm. One hundred thousand people. Yeah. So I get why they're doing it, but you know, it, it, you had to get, you got to get there. Like I said. If Roman Roman doesn't catch COVID, a lot of these decisions aren't made as far as the men go. Do you think Brock Lesnar is still in the main event of WrestleMania if Roman Reigns doesn't catch COVID? Mm, yeah, I think that was always going to be right the the match. I think it was always going to be the match. That right now we're in the chase the chase period for Brock, and they had to speed it up the chase period because he got COVID. If we if we were to if we were to draw comparisons or parallels, uh, I would say what you'd say what he. Brock probably loses at day one. Yeah, he goes because to Paul uh, Heyman turns on him. He'll turn on him there. Seth probably wins or something at day one. That match. Uh, uh, Brock, in order to get back to um, Roman, probably wins the Royal Rumble anyway. Twenty nine days later, mm-hmm. and then he picks Roman, and or in some way, shape, or form, he probably gets a WWE title at that point. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what happens. I think that's a better story than what they did there. I will agree with you, but they had to move it up twenty eight days. I, that this twenty eight days was probably the most contentious in terms of storytelling for these guys right now because they had to change everything over. Mm-hmm. But I can understand the Roman Brock thing. This will be what their fourth main event at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, and then also, I mean, Saudi pay-per-view, they just faced each other. They were going to face each other day one, blah, blah, blah. I, I, it's, it's, it's their rock, Stone Cold. <laughs> I don't even think rock. that's their rock, Stone Cold, because rock, Stone Cold are like two magnanimous. They're like, it, it's from a draw Roman standpoint. It's from Roman a, is that? Yeah, but is it from a draw standpoint? But I, I don't see Roman... I don't see them as foils for one another, even on a, like a cultural standpoint. I just see them mm-hmm. as two major guys who see each other as an obstacle. I don't see them a foil as kind of like the Rock and thing. That's why the the argument for like Bianca versus Becky that's closer to Rock and Stone Cold for me because it's kind of like a world of characters and all this other stuff. Someone's at their peak, someone on the upcoming rise. They're both completely massive stars. I see this more as like, um. I guess, uh, what can I relate this to? Um, like, I guess Hogan and Macho Man, kind of. I don't oh, know. That's fair. It's it's that's fair. It, it, it it seems like just two massive stars that are colliding with one another, and they're doing this for this yeah. big. It's a big box office thing, you know. Um, you can't deny, regardless of how many times you've seen it, you can't deny that like it's 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 the, the biggest match for Roman. It's the biggest match they have, period. If the rock for isn't minute. coming back. Yeah. He's beaten everyone. There's no one I believe on that main roster that is ready. And and I said and that goes into my complaints with the with the rumble. And I said this to you when we were watching it. 
they 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 had two years to make someone feel important on that roster. And all they had was those 10 guys <laughs> and AJ that came out at the end. No one else knew anyone's theme, nothing. When they when they heard Orton, of course they popped there in STL. They heard Riddle, they popped. They heard AJ, they popped. Everyone else, big blank. Because it's just not, it's, but those last 10 guys, they knew who the fuck they were. Riddle hit a crazy RKO. That was oh, like that was my favorite sick. part of the match. Yeah, that, that was, was one of the sick. craziest RKOs I've ever seen in my life. We thought that it was it would have been the two of them, but it's like you know, it was always Brock, and it just is what it is, man. Like I, you know, I, I love the the disdain for why is Shane McMahon in the final four? Because also he me, produced, he produced it. <laughs> <laughs> he produced it. Same reason why Molly Holly was out there because she probably produced it. And she probably told Nikki Ash, tell this person do this, tell this person do this, tell this person do this, and hurry this shit up. That's literally how she probably came out. Oh my god. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about a few highlights. We a few highlights from Royal Rumble, then we head over to Raw and then we wrap this up. Okay. Um yeah. uh, Rome, Roman Seth? Roman Seth was an absolute highlight from the beginning. That's the best match that even with the result, probably a match of the year candidate. And that's tough to do. Absolutely. With the DQ. Absolutely. I think I'm so mad they're dropping this. <laughs> it. I hope they don't. I really hope they don't. I am so mad they're dropping this. I hope because Seth Rollins is in that elimination chamber too, right? Yes. I hope Seth Rollins has just as much motivation to take Brock out of that match as Brock has to win this match for whatever fucking shit reason that Brock Lesnar just wants to hold the title for whatever fucking reason. But... I hope he wants he has- to take. I think his story is he wants to take the title off of Roman because it's it's basically like his lifeblood. Yeah, but he don't and need he- the fucking universal title to do that. But we'll see if that happens. It hasn't happened yet, so I don't feel like complaining about it. But I hope Seth has just enough motivation. But it didn't seem like it from Monday. He was just laughing and cackling and all this other shit, Kiki and with Kevin Owens and shit. That's what the segment yeah. should be called, Kiki and with Kevin Owens. Um, but I. I just thought everything from the shield thing, it's like that's storytelling. That's how you that's how you bring this shit back to and, and the thing that the, the reason it bothers me is that Rome we won't see this version of Roman ever again. That's right. <laughs> that's my that's the worst part. The vulnerable, affected, reacting Roman Reigns. Like yeah. we won't see that again. That's what bothers me the most because he needs that so much for his character. It even it it like of course it handicaps him in a way, but it completely fills out his character for the man to have fears and, and 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 worries and all this other stuff like that and have something in the back of his head don't just drop that shit but you also had in the match roman was dominated to a level that we've never seen before put that's through just a his table respect for seth. that's his respect for seth yeah yeah like he was dominated in that match and gave seth a lot and and vice versa you know i loved even the dq finish that seth never tapped he never let go of the rope. He never, like, he still didn't beat Seth. And mm-hmm. that's a great story to go into the next match. Why would you drop this? It's like, you can make this a big money match. I know it's Brock Lesnar. I fucking know. I know it's Brock Lesnar. But you can make Seth Roman I'm WrestleMania main event, bro. Like, you really can off of that. That's that's the story. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm so upset that they're going to drop that. Um, Here's another highlight Women's Royal of the show. Women's Royal Rumble was fantastic, and I think mostly because of what it, it did, what the men's couldn't do, and that was have really sensical uh, entries for the women. Of course, you had like the Cameron, uh, you had the Cameron thing into Naomi, the Sasha thing, which again, Sasha being eliminated at number one like was so 
weird, but the weirdest they part is how they started a rumble in someone with Sailor Moon cosplay. That was fucking weird as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like you're trying to but show like, your friends a rumble, and it's like here comes Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> but like right after that, they had Bianca come out, so the people literally, unless you were like a part of the the crew, um. <laughs> it literally had Bianca come out right out there and everyone forgot about Sasha. <laughs> Not forgot about her, but forgot to be mad about it because yeah, yeah, Bianca yeah. was out there. Um, the, the Nikki Ash stuff with, with Molly was great. They had stories mm-hmm. that if you were, if you were paying Ivory. Ivory with Rhea, all of that stuff was just so well done. It was like, if this was a love letter to like, if you really love the women's division, you know, all throughout your life, this is what you this is what you love. You know what I'm saying? This is what you get. So minus um, Rhonda combing up and house and every bitch in there, but yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, shit. Like, I, I like the Shayna moment. I agree. When, I like when, that as well. She saw Shayna. Like, even everything. Here's the thing: you can't say the Rhonda thing didn't make sense because because she really didn't. For real, Mills, she didn't really come in there and just throw everybody out. She didn't. Like Shayna threw out a bunch of people. Bianca was still throwing people out. Like. It, it it wasn't like she was she didn't brock it okay like right. it would there were moments where she was just say she looked terrible and tired yes <laughs> but she just i even thought months ago that's insane even with the even with the whatever the win i i'm okay politics aside she has shitty politics okay she's a shitty person i'm judging the show on, on the show <laughs> because yep. that's what we do we judge the show on the show it was a sensical win it's looking to be charlotte She's going to say it on Friday. We know it's going to be Charlotte. They're just playing coy. We already know Charlotte requested it, and they do whatever she fucking wants her to do. Boom. There you go. Listen, better her than Becky. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God. Listen, SmackDown needs SmackDown needs it, though. SmackDown needs it, definitely. SmackDown needs a it, Ronda appearance every now and then. No, well, she's booked in every SmackDown, except for one up until Mania. You think she'll be in Brooklyn? Yeah, I mean they're they're going to Brooklyn too. Yeah, she's she's booked. She's the only one she's missing is I believe. Don't quote me on this. Someone's going to correct me. Ohio or something? North Carolina. She's not. She's not going to be in North Carolina. She's not going to be in North Carolina. The North Carolina oh, okay. one. She's not going to be. All right. Yeah. yeah, we don't need that. But um, okay. I mean that's very interesting. So we it remains to see. I mean it, it looks like Ronda versus Charlotte at WrestleMania. Um, following with that, I'll always I'll give my applause to Miz and Maurice versus Edge and Be- and Beth Phoenix. I thought fun all- match. What a fun match. Yeah, I thought everyone did a great job in that match. It probably went over. It probably was the reason why the rumble was so fucking short because they get if one thing Edge going to do, he going to get his fucking time, especially with his yeah, wife. Every, every time that match was 20 something minutes. And I was like, they went bangers, hurricanes, double glam slams, spears, double skull crushing finales. They went ham sandwich in that bitch. So. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Congratulations to Edge and, and and Beth. Like that was such a such a fantastic thing to see, man. Like I, I really like to see that. That's it, it, really dope. He's having a blast. Like I said earlier in the show, he's having a fucking blast on on um on this on this run. And, and uh, Becky Becky do drop. Oh, that shit. was a good match. It was good. It was too quick. I might have to watch it on YouTube like in two thousand twenty three. <laughs> Yeah, it was good. I I think where we we had to come off the the Ronda win. Yeah, and I think everyone was still WTFing at that. They should have and played that up a little bit with Becky. To be honest with you, they should have had them walk past one another in Gorilla or something, like <laughs> just to make just to settle it in and 
give some Becky a couple doubt because I ain't, ain't nobody think she was a loose to do drop, but <laughs> just a little bit. I don't know something, something. But shout, but shout out do drop though because yeah. she, she she did a, it took a Superman handle slam to take her out, and it, I thought that made her look great. Um, uh, what else? Shout out to Bobby. On the show. Yeah, Bobby winning again. Shout out to Bobby again, winning who, again. Didn't think he was gonna win again, but here we are. But maybe we, maybe we, that that's a thing with society as well. Like maybe we got to stop looking in the worst for a lot of the guys that we have here. I don't think anyone expected Bobby Lashley to win the title again, but here he is. No one expects anything. Was this another L for the let it play out crowd? It might have been. I mean, I niggas <laughs> still hitting my mentions asking me about Adam Cole and why I still think it's sad that this man lost to a fucking comedy character in the main event of Dynamite. And people come into my mentions talking about, well, he would have been in the 24-7 hunt or a manager or something along those lines. I was like, yo, I'm not judging that because none of it's happened. He did not yeah. went to the main roster. He didn't do it. <laughs> so there's nothing yeah. I can judge against. All I'm judging him is on his NXT run and his AEW run. And I'm telling you, one was way better than the other one thus far. But, hey, that's what we're doing. Um, I also, yes, I also love Bad Bunny. Shout out to Bad Bunny. He's great. Good Royal Rumble. We had a lot to, for for the worst show ever. We had a lot to talk about. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Both positive and negative. Like it was a show that whether you liked it or not, it made you think. <laughs> and that's what mo- most of these shows don't do. It made you it made you at least think, and you'll remember it. And you, I had you had an all timer there in the in the opening in the opening match. Roman don't do opening matches, so I knew something was up. Well, he, he does it, it he sometimes. He does it when he don't want to be there. I'm assuming. Like well, remember his he Hell in back. a Cell against Jey Uso? That was an opening match. Yeah, but he came back literally two hours later. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. For for the Brock match, so uh, Raw, Raw was good, man. I'm not even going to cap you down, bro. I'm not even going to hold you. I was playing Pokemon during most of Raw. <laughs> you so, missed some really great matches. I no, I would peek. I would peek from time to time. I would peek. I'm like, oh, this, this is a banger. Let me go catch this fucking. Per ugly or something along the lines. Like, let me let me do one of those. But I would peek from time to time. I saw the AJ versus Rey Mysterio match. You know, I was locked in for that one. Banger. Listen, man, a lot of great matches. I think I think this is gonna be one of them years for AJ. I'm gonna call it right now. Mm. Also, side- he working. Sorry, sorry, sorry about the thing. Sidebar. How do you feel about Drew coming back? It was a mo. It, it was the moment where I said, "Thank you, God, somebody's here to to turn this fucking match up." Because that's when the match got turned up. That was when the rumble got turned up. Um, I'm glad he's okay. It seems like I'm glad it wasn't as serious as people were saying, or they may have been saying it was more serious to, to hold them until I the think rumble. He, so. he said he rehabbed his ass off. So, okay, so that means he was like, he was like I ain't going outside." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was essentially like that. No days off. I need to be here for WrestleMania, but I'm glad that he's back. I'm interested to see where he fits in now. I'm not sure if he was figured into the Mania main event plans at any point, but he's going to have to be figured into something now. So we shall see. Yeah. And I hope it's not Corbin for WrestleMania. Just just kick him in the face and be done with this, please. Yeah, I, that, that was another one. It was like, of all the fucking people you have on the sideline that weren't in that fucking rumble, we had to see extended minutes for fucking Mad Cat Moss and Baron Corbin. Stop it. I'm tired of these niggas, man. Absolutely. Get them out of here. Can I, I'm done. Absolutely. Can I communicate you with one of my problems on Raw last night? What? Yes, you can. Yes, you can communicate to me. <laughs> Kevin <laughs> Owens. I get it. He's not going to Saudi Arabia. 
but he just won last week. I know. I Can know. we hold I, that? <laughs> Please. I you know what I you know what I think is going on? I think Damian Priest might be hurt or is it continuing to get hurt. He wasn't on the show tonight. There's weeks where he will will like there were certain weeks where he just wouldn't be on the show. I, I think he might have got hurt again or something. Man. I would expect that if he gets back, they're gonna continue that that storyline, but yeah, I get it. Yeah, but 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 to be fair, if he wasn't gonna go, he gave he gave Austin Theory, I think, his best match. That he's I agree. Had. I agree. But come on. Come come on. Yeah. Come on, man. I have forgotten that I asked Twitter and thank you to everybody who answered the question on Twitter. Like I forgot that he doesn't go. And I was like, Austin Theory beat KO. I'm like, on a regular day, that shit ain't happened. I was like, oh, but but it was smart of them to be able to give Austin the rub by omission for KO. So it was it was it was cool for him to do that. I feel like put me on somebody else, man. Like, come on, man. Ooh. Who on that show? They don't have anyone. Fucking <laughs> Did you see the did you see the LA Knight thing? They 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 did a digital exclusive um with him, Harland, and um Gacy. No, and when the hell LA, was that? LA, it was like an hour before we started recording. But um <gasps> LA Knight says he's ready to move on. He says he's ready to go. He's ready to leave NXT. Oh. So he's he's openly he's openly saying he's leaving NXT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope Roddy says that tonight too. <laughs> yeah. Good good showings on main event. Listen, you want to get me watch main event, put some NXT motherfuckers on that show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it it it's it's pretty much um a given that it's more than likely gonna be Roddy Champa somehow done i i'm i'm a con- little concerned about the way his his offense translates and uh la night who do you think have the biggest upside between those four part of me wants controversial to say, part of me wants to say la night because he's jacked but also <laughs> i want to i'm gonna say roddy I yeah think roddy got that, that gable that gable in him <laughs> they need a guy like that i absolutely agree i agree listen i was telling him Listen, if, if Roddy has an even more to come of success on the main roster, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I know what y'all going to say, but I don't want to hear it. Don't let this man get a title. Don't let this man get any sort of more to come. Don't let him start feuding with some big guy because I'm not going to want to hear it. That's all I'm about to say yeah. about that. Yeah. No, I agree. Absolutely. Um. So, Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. Shaping up to be to me one of the one of the biggest, biggest eliminate. This is this is definitely like the best, right? Just with just with Brock being there, it's automatically something you gotta watch. But you got Brock, Bobby, Seth, Theory, AJ Styles, and uh and uh, I'm missing I'm missing one person. It's six. I'm missing one person, aren't I? Uh Seth? Riddle. Riddle. Oh my god, Riddle. Riddle's in it? <laughs> yes, Riddle's oh, yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, he's definitely in it. Okay. Well listen, man. This about to sell some Mattel play sets for sure. This match, this match gonna sell a lot of Mattel, if I if if I may say so myself. Nah, this is definitely the biggest one. What the Saudi Prince wants, the Saudi Prince gets. Yeah. It um man, I I think I I I was like, bro, this this is this is a match that I automatically want to see. Win or lose, this is this is a big look for for people like Riddle, who I think they really want to put a lot into very soon, in theory, who I think is a project for them in the next year to get something out of him. Seth, of course, coming off that fantastic match. Brock, they got history there. Bobby, too, who I think 
Uh, one of one of our new page, uh, one of our new uh, Discord members, Jalen, said it best. Like he's he looks to be as transitional as transitional gets in the next tw- uh, twenty days <laughs> with that title. Listen, man, don't let him do it. It's Black History Month. You know how the Twitter is gonna get. Yeah, you know how Twitter gonna get. Um, Bianca Belair gets another win. Can't stop that train. Still funny. Still funny. If you were in the spaces. And you heard that back and forth. But Dion dropped that bomb. <laughs> it's, it's like so obvious too. <laughs> it's like, why the fuck would she? Why would she say, I'm going to tell you all on, on Friday? <laughs> like, what? If Dion dropped <laughs> like, that bomb, if you weren't in the spaces, there were definitely, so we had a couple people on stage. We're talking about the Bianca thing. And it's like the, the you know, the, 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 the um let it play out crowd is definitely taking that L <laughs> because Bianca is not going to fight at WrestleMania. It's going to be Charlotte versus Lita. And then because Ronda's choosing <laughs> Becky and Dion in all his great mindful power said Infinite Wisdom. So says So if Ronda chooses Charlotte, then who's Becky supposed to <laughs> like who Becky gonna face then? And I tell you, it's really hard for a spaces with like fourteen people to be silent for a moment. No, it was it was like a hundred and some people in there. <laughs> no, nah, but like on stage, like fourteen oh, on people stage, yeah. to kind of like stop, and then we laughed because listen, absurd. <laughs> absurd. I'm praying the best for listen. If it don't happen for Bianca, I'm gonna be sad. But I, you know, it's, it's but if it's, Becky and and and. I'm praying for Becky for these next couple months while they get the Bianca thing sorted out. Because Lita? Lita. Lita's a not name. Lita's a legend. She's a legend, but she did not look good on, on Saturday. Listen, Lita's a legend, but she gonna, I mean, it's the standard, the hard. bar is raised up. The bar is a little bit raised up. Yeah. Now we, There's only three, there's only realistically three people that Becky could face. Two of them are going to face each other. <laughs> I mean, she's beaten everyone on the roster. A hundred thousand people. If this Becky feud, if this leader feud extends past Elimination Chamber, it's going to look weird. But I believe in Bianca. I believe that they're making Bianca beat the shit out of the rest of the roster for a reason. <laughs> She oh, they're definitely getting her, her wins up. Yeah, she's she, getting her wins up. She's being Liv. She's being Zelina. She's being Carmella. She's beating Dewdrop. She's beating everyone that they put in front of her. I truly believe that's happened for a reason. I could be wrong. But let's wait and see. Um, no, don't say is, I could be wrong. I, say what I mean, it is. <laughs> listen, I want to say that it is, but I don't know. But I'm strongly, <laughs> I, I have a strong suspicion we're going to see Bianca versus Becky at WrestleMania. Also, I think it was reported that that was the plan. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Listen, multiple people have reported this. So, if I'm gonna be on the let it play out crowd, <laughs> well, you got some hate for being on the let it play out crowd. Sometimes I don't even think I said some, that. Listen, sometimes you want some shit to play out, but you didn't say it because you weren't on the show afterwards. But sometimes I want some shit to play out. <laughs> sometimes I can't yeah, give sometimes- the benefit of the doubt just immediately. Yeah whatever 
Nigga, whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you don't better than me. I'm happy. Y'all mad. Y'all mad. I'm happy. Why is, why is it also a dunk for Brianka to not be successful? Like, why is that like a self-fulfilling prophecy to be happy that she wouldn't get a WrestleMania match this year? Because then they're right about wrestling companies being inherently racist and not for black people. And if that's the case, so please stop why are you watching, watching them? Yeah, yeah, just stop watching. Yeah, like, why are you watching them then? Huh. I, I don't get the, I don't get the thought process of, well, dunked on you. <laughs> Told you they weren't gonna do it. <laughs> I, I honestly before that before that night, I did not know people actually like I don't go to those spaces that are like they say like WWE is racist. I, I don't go in I there. Went to, I went. I went. I, went I, I don't know if that was a conversation, but I definitely went to I went to some after our spaces because I was still up. Um, shout out to Mega Rand for the shout out. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I don't, I don't go in there, like the AEW ones. I don't go in the WWE. I don't go in either of those. No, no, the, the whoever's racist, whatever. I don't do it. I did not know people spoke like that. I did not know people actually said that like out loud. Nah, people I didn't. were very vehemently. They racist, and this is why. <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah. Also, also, um, want to send just briefly because i know we got to really get out of here want to send my support to like swollen cedric because people talking about your children on the internet fucked up and real fuck i'm I'm gonna keep it above with you there's a reason why that's happening (laughs) there's a reason why people feel there's a reason why people feel comfortable talking any fucking way about these people on the internet more mad more mad about um more mad about ronda her no, not not even Rhonda. More bad, about, more mad about um her live tweeting. Raswell was live tweeting the Rumble, and saying that there were certain things that she liked. Then, be, like to that point, bringing up her child, like the people were really shitting on her. For, people feel comfortable talking this way about her, and this is what we said in the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Like, yo, you start this dialogue, you say that thing for, and I'm sure the tweet's still fucking up. But you say this thing, you open up the door for every neck beard in the fucking country to feel comfortable talking any fucking way about her. And that's not right. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely want to fuck all the haters. Keep doing what you're doing, Swole. Keep living how you're living. Mm. Well, uh, that was raw. I thought it was a good show. Good I thought job. the scooter race was. I thought the scooter race was hilarious. I'm, I'm sorry. Scooter sorry, not sorry. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't totally <laughs> paid attention, but I watch it on YouTube. More, more like more like more specifically, Chad Gable in that role, hilarious. Uh, face Otis, good match. I was like, there's no way Otis is in the Elimination Chamber. It had to be Riddle. Really good one for Riddle. It's 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 like I was saying. It's time for him to start like winning. Because he takes so many L's that Orton was supposed to take that I was like, there's like, how could I take him serious if they did want to push him towards a title? And it looks like they want to make him look legit in the next couple of months. So um, it was a good win for him. AJ Styles Ray was a banger. Uh, the Alexa stuff, I don't watch it. I skip it. I'm sorry, y'all. It's, yeah, me too. Me too. Just bring her back. Um, and and Nikki Ash versus Ray was really good. I thought it was. I thought it was really solid. Hmm. Okay, I gotta watch that back. And even Bianca Carmella was. So again, good show. Not not super uh promo heavy other than KO and um KO and the the Brock segment from the beginning, which was just a setup for uh, the Elimination Chamber. So yeah, good show. Two two good shows in a row. That means we're monkey's paw third one's gonna be terrible next week. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, that's that's it for the A show. We got Ronda Rousey on SmackDown on Friday. So we're gonna talk all about that and the fallout 
um, from the Royal Rumble for Roman Reigns. Don't know what he's going to do in the next two months or what he's going to do on Elimination Chamber. You think he's not going to go? Roman Reigns? Yeah, to to Saudi. Nah, he's going to go to Saudi. He's going to go wherever they pay him to go, bro. So, so at this point, do you think it's going to be two men's Elimination Chambers at this point? Nah, I think it's going to be both Raw men. And, no, actually, it might not even be the Raw women's one. Actually, it might be. Yeah, it might be the Raw women's one, to be honest with you. Honestly, put some SmackDown women in the Raw. I don't know. Whatever. I think it's going to be... <laughs> It has to be like a last chance. Has to be like a last chance type thing. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, the women on on SmackDown, I don't know, but I wouldn't put them in a chamber to be honest with you. There's only three of them you could put in the chamber. Just based off who they're pushing, it would probably be like Sasha, Shotzi, fucking Aaliyah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think. I always feel like, especially if you're doing the Saudi show, and we're like, if we're really, really doing it, and we're really trying to like big time this fucking shit, don't just leave it up to Raw. I could see Sasha being in that chamber if she's healthy enough, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, Sasha, Natalia, Bianca, Liv, do drop somebody else for to be thing for the Raw Women's Championship. I know it don't make sense, but it's Saudi, so. Yeah, it don't have to make sense. Yeah, it just has to. Yeah. Uh, that is the show. Thank you guys. As always, please uh, subscribe to our Patreon. $5 a month gets you extra shows like uh, Legendary Run, The X8 Diaries, Spot Callers, all of that. We get, we did a we did a really good ES, ECW One Night Stand episode. I love doing that. Old on the home. I'm queuing it up right now. I love listening. I love watching old shows with Cyrus and seeing his reaction. And you guys love hearing it. So you might want to pay attention to this month's poll. It's going up this week. But yeah, thank you guys as always. For Meals, I am Justin. Thank you for listening to The A Show and we'll see you next week. Peace.